0: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance.
1: United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly
0: coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I suppose it had to be 1965. I'd just arrived to take up a position at the university's tiny little new marine laboratory at Goat Island Bay. And at the first meeting... Of the committee running it, Professor Chapman said, we ought to get a marine reserve. And all the rest of the people in the room looked at him and said, what's that? And he said, oh, it's a place where, you know, if we mark some animals, people don't kill them and eat them. And if we build little cages to test things, people don't kick them to pieces for amusement. So we all said, great, go for it.
1: Marine biologist and grassroots activist Bill Ballantyne was very active in a six-year fight to enact New Zealand's Marine Reserve Act in 1971. Overcoming significant resistance, he then continued his campaign to create Cape Rodney Goat Island Marine Reserve at Lee. This was also considered one of the first marine no-take reserves in the world. No fishing, extractions,
0: construction or discharges are allowed in such a reserve. The government of the day wasn't really interested and had the temerity to say there was no such legislation. And that annoyed us because, of course, the government is the government even when you get to high watermark. So we went public on the issue and demanded that some legislation be created.
1: As Bill Ballantyne continued to advocate for the creation of additional reserves, acceptance of his novel idea gradually grew. Today, there are over 30 marine reserves established in New Zealand waters and collectively these reserves protect 7.6% of New Zealand's territorial sea. However, 99% of this is in two marine reserves around isolated offshore island groups. And very little of New Zealand's total marine environment, just 0.3%, is protected in marine reserves. Bill's goal was to convert 10% of all New Zealand's marine habitats
0: to reserves by the year 2000. The man who lived at the farmhouse up there, Roddy Matheson, he was the key man in stiffening my spine when (laughs) practically everybody was deserting on the issue of could you fish off the rocks. I went to see Roddy, who'd lived here all his life, and he was never one for a quick answer, so he rolled a cigarette and discussed his grandchildren and the growth of grass. And finally, as I got up to go, he said, used to be very different round here. I'd like my grandchildren to see what it was like. And that was enough. I went away and kept going until they finally gave in. So we got a reserve that was no take, no disturbance. And that was a very new idea.
1: What does it mean for you when you come down here 30
0: years on? Well, the first thing I try and tell people is how amazing a negative is. There's no razor wire, there's no armed guards, there isn't even a uniformed ranger. It's no big deal. It's just a piece of sea we decided not to disturb. And yet, if you try and get another one, you still go back to 1970 with everybody shouting at you about how you're you know, spoiling their fun and trampling on their traditions and preventing them earning a living as if the whole thing was like raping their grandmothers.
1: That process back in 1970, it wasn't really set out, was it? it I mean, you had to create it, it had to evolve. What was it like then and how far has it
0: come? We've learnt a lot and a way of explaining kind of thing we've learned is that everything that happened in the marine reserve and near it at goat island since it was established every big change was a surprise and all the surprises were very pleasant so we didn't worry too much but we almost forgot to notice they were surprises and i don't just mean the scientific changes in fish numbers and habitats the sociological changes were dramatic we thought that not many people would come. There'd be some naturalists and some photographers and so on. There used to be three, 4,000 people a year, mostly fishermen and their families. Now there's 300,000. Nobody predicted that. And even now we have difficulty in saying why they come. I mean, they're clearly not all lost or stupid. Questionnaires show that they do know it's a marine reserve before they set out. We have... No good words. If you try to say they're fish-watching, people smile. If you try to say that they're sponge-watching and seaweed-washing, I mean, they just fall about. Yeah, but that's what is happening. That is what they're doing. That's a fact. You can see them. But because it's not a labelled activity, because we can't put it into hard words, it's still not recognised by planners There is a government policy of sorts, which was published 15 months ago and is entitled Marine Protected Areas, because the authorities can't bring themselves to say marine reserves. They still think it's a planning exercise. Uh, It's called Policy and Implementation Plan. Well, it's pretty feeble, but it's a real policy. If we could get... 30-odd marine reserves with no policy at all. We should be able to do better with even a milk-and-water policy. But it's being stalled to the nth degree. You've always been very
1: vocal about this, but 10 years ago you stood up at a meeting and mentioned the words 10%. Do people think you're crazy?
0: At the time, they were laughing so hard they forgot to lynch me. Um, But now I'm in a position where... Half my colleagues think that's just the first step.
1: 10% of New Zealand and marine reserves.
0: Well, I still think that 10% is what we should do immediately without any further thought or surveys, because it's insurance and fallback and protection for science, for education, for recreation. But if you are serious about conservation and... That's what most of my colleagues are saying now is 20%, minimum. But the amazing thing is that if you were talking about fishing, if that was your concern, you'd want 30%. Because the argument has been hijacked and confused. People are talking about where they can fish, as if that was the important thing. But we all know that if you can fish everywhere, but can't catch what you want, you're not happy. If you've got only fish over half of that and you can catch what you want, you are happy. So why are we talking about where? Moving away from the sociology
1: and to the science, has this given you an insight to how New
0: Zealand's marine environment would have been? Yes, but to, back to my surprises, all the scientific results were surprises. So people who knew a lot about snapper said that, well... A five-kilometre-long, less-than-one-kilometre-wide marine reserve wouldn't make any difference to snapper. They'd just swim in and out. Well, it's a fact that inside the marine reserve there's somewhere between 15 and 25 times more snapper than outside. It means that not all of them are very mobile. They can be, but they choose not to be. We didn't know that before we made a marine reserve. So snapper are the best-studied fish in New Zealand before... And we couldn't even get that bit right. It makes you wonder about the management plans for less sturdy fish. The same happened for crayfish, rock lobster, that um, there's huge numbers more inside than out. They could walk out if they chose. And people always talked about migrations of rock lobster. Yeah, but there's still masses more, ten times plus, more inside than out. If you allow things to survive and the numbers go up but they also grow and big crayfish and big snapper have no difficulty in eating big kinner sea urchins. So they do and that means the paddocks, the grazed bits that the kinner maintained and still do around most of Northland disappeared inside the marine reserve and were taken over by kelp forests which increased the productivity which changed the ecosystem and we've now down to sixth stage changes. 30 years and how many marine reserves? Oh, there's now 30-something. And apart from two that are around offshore islands, kermadec and Auckland Islands, they're all pathetically small compared to the total coastline. So we haven't reached tenth of one percent around the main islands. It's, it's just little trials. Well, I think there have been enough trials. I think we should now go for a system. And I think we understand the principles of that... We're not locking it up. We are potentially providing insurance and stud farms and fallback positions and options for our grandchildren and chance to look at it and, in common sense terms, a measure of what we're doing outside. So when we see masses of snapper inside the reserve, people tend to cheer. Uh, No, what we've done is what's outside. The big, I mean, what happened inside the reserve, we didn't do that. People think the reserve is the experiment because in human terms you have to pass laws and make arrangements. But in natural terms, what you do in a marine reserve is nothing. So you can't claim any credit for it. it what, what happens outside is what we did. And that's, comparatively speaking, a desert. Has there been a
1: change in attitude over the 30 years towards marine reserves, do you think? Yes,
0: but slow. And from the point of view of getting things done, it's been backwards. So, the first people to be accepting the new ideas are the public, the ordinary general public. Then, their change in attitude starts to influence the elected politicians, but only slowly. And their change in mind starts to affect the authorities, the bureaucrats, the planners, the policy makers. They're the last to be convinced. And the science and the common sense match now. If you want to find out what you're doing everywhere, you have to stop doing it somewhere and measure the difference. One problem with that, from a scientific point of view, is that it's a shifting baseline. When you don't do something, you expect it to change, stay the same. And when you do it, you make certain changes. Yes, but we've been doing things everywhere. Everybody understands the scientific concept of control. If you want to know whether the living room wallpaper is dirty and faded, you go to the wall and move a picture that's been hanging there for 10 years. Ooh, right. So even if you constantly observe it, you don't necessarily know. Marine reserves are like the picture. You move it.